Welcome to I Want to Tell You One Thing, a podcast for emerging entrepreneurs. Whether you are just starting out, contemplating a change, stepping away from the traditional nine to five, or working so that your side hustle becomes a full-time gig, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Katie, a social media coach and strategist, and more importantly, a fellow entrepreneur. Each week, I sit down with another small business owner and ask them to share one thing they learned in those first tumultuous years. Hopefully, their advice will save you some of those mistakes, sleepless nights, and moments of insecurity. These conversations have certainly inspired me. My hope is that we can learn and grow together. Now, let's dive into this week's one thing. Welcome, Leslie. Thank you, Katie. Yeah, you bet. So tell us a little bit about you and about where you're at in this journey. Yes. And first, congrats on the podcast. I think this is fantastic. I love the premise and I think it's going to provide a lot of inspiration. So I look forward to being a listener. Oh, thank you. I'm excited. So I am Leslie Ray and together with my amazing business partner, Whitney Horton, we have a company called This Best Life and we are passionate about transformation. And specifically around helping women to amp up their careers and entrepreneurs to grow their businesses through communication. So we focus on powerful, positive communication and bringing that to the masses. Um, We've been in business for about two years. And so I definitely have interesting things to share and things I wish I would have known. Um, Sure. In the past year, I would say our main focus has been around on camera. So the world shifted last year and many people reluctantly had to go on camera. Even as entrepreneurs, it's like, that's how I need to reach my people now. And so the most popular offering we've had in the last year is we have a program called Lights, Camera, Amazing, and it's about on-camera confidence. So we focus on helping women gain that confidence through mindset work, messaging, and presence. So that's been so rewarding because nice. it's just helping people who, you know, reluctant Zoomers, if you will, um, and business owners figure out, how do I do this? So that's a little bit about yeah. us and what we do. Oh, very cool. I love that you're helping people like get more comfortable being on camera. I feel like for me as a social media coach, one of the things that I'm often working with people at is like, you need to show your face more in stories. Like you need to get on and talk to the camera and talk to your people. And that's one of the biggest barriers. Like people will be like, I could post every day of the week. Like I can do all that, but like, I don't want to talk. Like it's awkward or it's weird. or I look stupid. And you're like, just get over it. Just do it. It's easier because I will tell you from a my perspective, trying to do our own social media, Mm -hmm. coming up with new things to say in a post and writing that out, even though writing is my passion, it gets exhausting. So being able to just pop on camera as you get more comfortable with it and show yourself is so important in in connecting. And and now we're actually um, doing a lot more work on Mike because of the clubhouse phenomenon. So we've got a lot going on there to help women do a lot with audio and getting comfortable in that platform as it grows. So all about the communication. I love it. Yeah. I think, yeah, the audio and the video is definitely much more kind of where all social media and all kind of communications is going. We're getting away from kind of just that static post and caption that was around, yeah. you know, because yeah. of Facebook and, and Instagram right. in the early days. And really video it brings is life to it. Audio. It really does. Yeah. It brings life. Mm-hmm. It builds credibility. And as we push ourselves through the, I guess, anxiety about being on camera and on mic in the last year, we get more comfortable with that platform and we start to expect yeah. it from the businesses that we yeah. work with too. 
No, it's true. It's funny because I, okay, so I hate the phone. Like I hate making phone calls. Like it's just not my thing. And so I was like, audio is not my thing. But I've been, but I'm very good at now getting in front of the camera, like on my Instagram and going live or whatever. And then recently I found myself like leaving audio messages for people <laughs> and being like, what, what, what am I doing? Who is this person? And I realized like, there is something about the audio message that's just a little bit different, a little bit more personal than the texted, typed out message. I love it. Here's a good lesson learned. Uh, I was doing the audio messaging and Instagram and Uh thinking I was talking to text. So I was like, hey, Katie, exclamation point. Great to hear from you. And then I was like, oh my God, how do I delete? How do I delete? I'm not talking to text. I'm actually just speaking. Yeah, that's good to know. Two different buttons. Yeah, which one you've pressed. That's really funny. That's awesome. All right. So let's talk about your one thing. So what is, what is the one thing you kind of wish you knew from day one of your business? That what we see as competition, especially as a female entrepreneur is a good thing Mm. and not to let it tell me more get inside my head. So, so I'll share my story and I think it's a common story. I think it's something that isn't talked about as often as it should be. And that is you you start a business because you've got this passion and this fire around something, right? And you've got this idea. So you maybe leave a lucrative corporate job like I did, or you start a side hustle. You decide to upend your life and start this business because you have a great idea, something that's really special and unique and different. And you're so excited and you build a business around it. And as you start building it, you suddenly become aware of other people that are doing not only something similar, but sometimes something that looks like exactly the same as your brilliant, unique idea. And so my experience was, and other women, is to shrink in, right? And we go as women, Mm -hmm. and I'll generalize, but we tend to go internal. And so we start to face things like imposter syndrome and self-doubt. And it's like, oh my God, well, someone's already done it. So how am I going to be successful? Mm -hmm. And usually we're comparing ourselves to people that are steps and years ahead of us. And thinking, sure. oh, forget it. It's been done. Now, men are a little bit different. And we can right. have a whole you know, episode on this. But they're going to go more external typically <laughs> and push, right, and be more competitive. And we tend yeah. to just kind of sink in. So I think you know, what it did for me was it caused some self-doubt. And it also um, sure. like a lack of momentum and forward action and, and discouragement because you feel like, well, it's, it's been done. It wasn't such a great idea when actually the opposite Right. You know, it's so true. Mm. And it's natural. You know, I think that's the first thing that hit me that women need to recognize is this is your brain operating at its normal full capacity because every day, and I yeah, love yeah, it. It's protecting you. So, you know, yeah. Let me geek out a little bit on the, uh, we call the BS because we build all of our stuff on brain science. Um, but it's every day you nice. get so much information coming in. And your brain has to yeah. filter it out because it's like, well, you don't need, you're not interested. You don't need to know this. So it, it takes the background noise yeah. away. Suddenly you're interested in something and your brain's like, oh, let me show you more of that or let me clear a pathway so you can see that. So I right. think that like the easiest analogy is if you ever bought a, like a new car and you pick out a color that you think is yes. unique yeah. and like a style, right? And then you're driving down the road two days later, yep. like, there's my car, there's my car. So it's not coincidence. Yep. It's Those so cars true. are always there, but our brain is now tuned yep. into. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Let me show you more. Like a few weeks ago, I met someone from Trinidad, 
And I said to her, this is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Never met anyone from Trinidad. Three days later, I was at a clubhouse room. Someone introduces that they're from Trinidad. So again, there are many people I'm sure I pass every day from these places, but now my brain is yeah. looking for it. So I think the first thing that helped yeah, yeah, me was yeah. to recognize what I'm experiencing is natural. Mm-hmm. It didn't just all of a sudden pop okay. up. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really to look at it. Yeah. I think um, that that's good. I think most of us go through that because you think you have this one special thing. And same thing with if it's yeah. a product. Yeah, exactly. Or you think you're the only one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think exactly. Like you're. And yet you do have a unique yeah. spin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think. And I think that's also part of that journey is figuring out like, okay, a lot of people are doing this, but no one else is me. So then what is my unique spin, my unique messaging, my my unique niche that makes me different than everybody else? But it, at first it can be very much like eh, everybody else is doing this. So like, I don't need to, yeah, or yeah. I can't, or I'm not as good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think step one is recognizing that instead of looking at it and saying it's already been done, reframe mm-hmm. that to say, oh my God, it's possible. Like I could make six figures at this because guess what? Katie's doing it and she's killing it. So I do have a good idea. So I think if you can see it more as a validation and find out those people's stories, you know, the, the women that inspired me as entrepreneurs, when I look at their early work and they say like, Hey, I did my first webinar. Two people came, my mom and my best friend, or someone who says, you know, yes, we're doing six figures. Our first launch, we sold nothing. And so it helps you see like, right. okay, they started there too, and I can get there and I can learn from them. And maybe I can sidestep a potential hurdle or challenge because of what they've done that, that have come before me. Um, and I think you're so This spot also makes on. me think though, yeah. I, this also makes me think though that like, I wish more people who are further on in their business, right? Like who ha- who are hitting those six figures, those seven figures, those kind of things would be more transparent about those early days. Cause I feel like not all of them are. And so you look at them, especially as you're starting and you're like, it was my mom and my best friend on my webinar. Like I'm a failure and look at so-and-so and And she never had that, but of course she did. She just isn't talking about it or like doesn't want to, you know, broadcast that fact. Um, I think you have to find the right people. And I'm sure in your field with social media, you see the, let me paint a beautiful picture for you. Mm-hmm. about my story. And I find, you know, it resonates for me more likely is tell me your cracks. Like tell me what that you're struggling with this too. Tell me that it, you know, it does get easier, but this is a reality of like, a, you know, it, entrepreneurship, not being a straight line, but like this wild, crazy spiral that you go mm-hmm. through. And, and I think that it's finding those right people. You know, the people that resonate with yeah. me are the ones that will share. Um, and, mm-hmm. and help you. And, you know, yeah. whether, you know, whether they've got a huge following and they help you through their social media platforms, or it's another entrepreneur mm-hmm. that I can reach out to and say like, Hey, you want to jump on a call? I just want to pick your brain about this. And I just wanted to say like, you're spot on about the clarity about your unique piece of the puzzle, mm-hmm. because that's really, I think the other benefit of looking at what, you know, we're labeling as your competition. So it's not to look and say, Oh, Katie's doing a podcast. So I think I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to ask people a question too. Like that seems to really work. No, it's saying, what are they doing and how am I different? So maybe it's my Mm -hmm. niche or my demographic. Like you said, it could be um, the length or time of the program. It could be pricing if it's a product or service. 
And how do I stand out? I think it just helps yeah. us get clarity around what is special and unique. And, and that should start to emerge right. when we look at others versus I don't have that. I'm not doing that. It's like, mm-hmm. well, what am I doing that's different? So important. Yeah. I love this. I think especially I've been had been playing around with the idea of a podcast for probably three months before I finally nailed down this one. And I was like, okay, like I could do social media tips. And I was like, uh, like I just wasn't loving that, even though that's my field. And I like back and forth, back and forth. And finally I was like, okay, what are the things that are super unique to me? Like I have this journalism background. So interviews and interview style things are, are my thing. I love like bringing people together and I'm a connector. So I just love connecting all these other people and suddenly I was like, wait, I could just connect people and I, and I want to inspire people, like empower them. So I was like, yeah. this is perfect. Like combine those three things. And then that is the podcast I can bring to the world. And I'm not trying to be the, the next Amy Porterfield podcast. I'm not trying to be the next Jasmine Starr podcast. I'm just, I'm trying to find what I do and what I do best and like create that podcast that way. Yeah. Two amazing entrepreneur that you mentioned there. And I think what's fun too, is like you look back to some of their first podcasts and it's so different. So again, it can, Mm -hmm. you know, makes you feel a little bit like, okay, this is, you know, we, we, everyone starts somewhere. Yeah. So regardless, and I think we get scared of like the scarcity, you know, you really have to open up your mind to being more abundant focused because just because so-and-so has a hundred thousand followers, those are not the only hundred thousand people that are interested. So the more you find out what's unique about you is so important. So you attract the right people because what fit for their client may not be the right person for you. You want your people that are going to value and follow and be inspired by what you do. And that's all about getting clarity. And I always say like, if you're thinking there's not enough space for all of us, hop over to Target and go down the shampoo aisle. Like how many choices are there? It's all shampoo. It's all kind of the same premise, yet there are different formulas and Mm -hmm. sizes and whatever else that appeal to different people. Yeah. So take a look. There is there are plenty of customers for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at whatever, some brand that like just came on the scene of something that's already existed. Like I think of like gym shoes. Like how many millions of different types of gym shoes are there out there? And yet, like every now and again, there's a new company that suddenly pops up and like everyone wants and you're like, what? There's there are gym shoes everywhere. So the same. Well, and you know, as a as a society, I think we've got that shiny penny syndrome, you know, so it's like we tend to chase the new. So it's not mm-hmm. always a bad thing to be the new one on the block. Like, oh, maybe this will be a little bit, the, you know, this will be the diet that'll work. This will be the, you know, the shampoo that's going to give me that beautiful, shiny hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think no, totally. the one thing so that is, saying- go ahead. Okay. Oh, no, I was just going to ask what the next step was. So you said like step one, so now oh, step yeah. two. I think step three would be, it's probably a little more bold, is to uh-huh. <clears throat> form partnerships. Reach out to people that are in the same space. And I find most of the time, mm. almost always the people I've reached out to are more than happy to talk with you. And so it might be as simple as me saying, hey, Katie, I'm thinking about doing a podcast as well. Could you just jump on a call with me? I just want to pick your brain about something. Absolutely. We've seen a lot of success recently in Facebook groups. And I've had people reach out and say, can I just talk to you about how you're growing this? Sure. Because I'd want someone to help me if I was in the same situation. And from that, you can even go deeper and form a collaboration. Like, hey, you want to do a webinar together? You know, there. as soon as we started focusing on confidence on camera, Again, there goes the antenna and I start seeing people who have similar programs. So it's like reaching out and saying like, hey, do you want to go in Clubhouse and open up a room 
to talk about confidence on camera. We're not selling anything. We're not promoting one way or another. Like, let's just help some women together. So I think we come stronger together. And to your point, you know, if it's a, a good, generous entrepreneur, they're there to help and they're going to welcome that conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important is to be able to to reach out to them and and collaborate as opposed to yeah. like compete yeah. and find spaces in which you can really collaborate or have conversations. And I think that helps build confidence for both of you. And, you know, it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm going to p- poach their followers or their clients, but it just, it helps kind of, I think, bring up the entire industry, whatever industry you're in to say like, look, they're all working together. Like this is yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. I think it would attract more people to see us working together sure. than um, competition. And I'll just say like in general, if I'm a consumer somewhere and, and a vendor or company starts talking bad about another vendor or company, I'm out already. You know, I don't like that, you know, same. you don't have to shame or talk bad about your competition. Show me what you do and what you do well, and then I'm going to trust you. And I would prefer if you say, hey, that that's a great company. That's another choice, too. I know when we were looking for a platform mm-hmm. to host our courses on, you know, we had talked to one vendor who sort of talked the other one down. And then when we talked to, to that vendor, mm-hmm. they spoke highly of the other one saying like, oh, they've got a lot of good stuff going on, you know, definitely check out all your options. And we were like, okay, we know who we want to do business with. So I think it can be very telling as well. Yeah, no, that is very true. I find that very interesting to just kind of watch dynamics of certain things and like who by name or not using name, using like references, subtle references, like puts other people down as opposed to like, Hey, like there are many options out there. Here's what I bring to the table. Here's my unique offerings. Here's what I can provide you. And like, you know, find what's best for you is really important. I know Whitney and I always joke that we would be the worst salespeople. Although I think in a way we're probably the best kind of salespeople, or at least the best that would be appealing to me in that let's just be authentic. Let's show you what we have. You know, we have a lot of entry-level opportunities to work with us to see if it's a good fit and, you know, check it out. If it's not, it doesn't serve either one of us. And there's so many other people. Maybe we can even recommend somebody that's doing something more aligned with Mm -hmm. what you're looking to do. And I think that makes a loyal follower, customer, um, somebody who's going to show up because they want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. It's all about how we frame that. How would you recommend someone? Yeah, no, I love that. How would you recommend someone reaches out to someone who is their competition for collaboration? Because I feel like that can almost feel intimidating, like, uh, especially if they seem to be a little bit more established than you are, according to your perception, which they might not even be. But so do you have recommendations for that? Yeah, I think it's surprising. I mean, I've had success going through like a DM on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not looking, you know, expecting that somebody who's probably at a 10,000 plus follower has time, but I've had some good just DM conversations and some people who, while we didn't have a, you know, maybe a Zoom call, they've done some voice chat back and forth to just share like a quick tip or, hey, just have a, you know, like, I loved what you said. I have a quick question. Um, Other times it's reaching out and saying like, would you jump on a call with me? You know, so through a private message, either Mm -hmm. through Facebook or um, Instagram, depending on where you found them, you know, like I said, Clubhouse is huge right now and it's giving us access to people you know, at all different levels to be able to go in and ask a question and then to send a, you know, a direct message. Hey, Katie, I was in your room that you had last week in Clubhouse on this topic. Would you be open to 
like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, I think also if you can bring something of value to them as well, you know, I'm not jumping in and just asking, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm recognizing something they said that's inspired me, that's really um, caused me to think about something that I'd like to learn more about. And you, yeah. and you don't know. I think that is also, yeah, exactly. And huge too, to think like, you don't want to just show up in their DMs or send them an email or whatever as just a like, please give me, like, give me, give yeah. me, give me, and I'm not going to provide you with any value, like, or just see it as very transactional. Like yeah. you want to... Even the, these things are about cultivating relationships and getting to know the person. So even if you're sliding into their Instagram DMs, like you want to do it in a way that shows like, hey, like I noticed these things about you. Like I, I'm interested in connecting and I'm not just interested in taking from you. Yes, absolutely. That's so important. And like I said, in Clubhouse, you've got access to some of the thought leaders. Like you mentioned, Amy Porterfield, Jasmine Starr, they're hosting rooms. So you can go in and raise your hand and ask a question right there. And, you know, I'm always using that as an opportunity to share with them what I really love about the work they do. Yeah. And take that opportunity um, to sort of- Do you of think Clubhouse is like the new thing? You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to say yes. Uh, I, you know, I, I kind of went on TikTok reluctantly because that was going to be the next thing. And yeah, I learned a couple dances and I get a lot of good tips to train my dog now. Um, I'm not sure, at least for our business, that it was the right place. Uh, Clubhouse is really growing. And I think it is that connection piece. And what we're learning is how do you use it strategically and thoughtfully and authentically to draw people in? And we don't see everyone doing that. So Whitney and I are really looking at what's a smart way to use it. And, um, you know, through our Facebook group, trying to help other women leverage it in the same way. So it's just a, um, a really interesting platform and it's grown from a million to 10 million in just a matter of months and Android isn't even out there yet. So I think it's going to be probably what Facebook groups were like in the early days, which I wasn't around for. Um, but I'm guessing that's kind of what it was like. like. Oh, here's a chance to get together and and talk on a topic. So now I've gone from a Facebook post, I've made it you know more dimensional by being able to go in and speak, yet I don't have to have my hair done or look good on camera because I'm just talking or I can listen and just kind of listen into experts. Right. Mm-hmm. So much to learn. Yeah. About I really, it. I'm really intrigued. Yeah. I'm intrigued by it to see kind of how yeah. it all plays yeah. out. It is really interesting how it's grown so significantly. And it is a little bit like the wild, wild west right now where like uh, no yes. one's really sure what's going on. Everybody's trying different things. Yes. Like, and the topic for the rooms, it can be anything. And, you know, we always say in our group, like, what was the most interesting one? You know, talk like a whale. Okay, I guess there's people out there who want to do that. Um, and, you know, they'll find you, I guess. But it, th- that's a great analogy to the wild, wild west, because it's like a pioneer spirit and people are figuring it out as they go. And when, I, when I'm asked to explain it to people, I always say it's simple and complex at the same time, because it's simple to use. Of course, they make that exclusivity, right? You have to have the invite and you have to right now just iPhone. But once you get on there, hey, open up a room and just start talking, see who shows up. It's complex to use it right Mm -hmm. and to use it strategically. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a really, that's why I think it's, especially I always tell everyone like when new things come out, like Clubhouse or whatever, like just get an account, get an account see what's going on. If you don't use it right away, not a problem, but you have the account, you can use it later or just jump in. And especially I think when things are new, 
you can be a pioneer if it works for you and for your business. And if it's a good meld, I think like TikTok's the perfect example. Like you realize like this really isn't great for my business, like based on what we're trying to do, but Clubhouse is right. But like you get on TikTok, you try it out and you were like, no, yeah. you get on Clubhouse and you're like, oh, actually. Yeah. yeah like, with all the pointing and trying to get the <laughs> pointing to the words right. No. And I think, you know, especially for your social media guru thinking about Clubhouse, because from Clubhouse right now, it's not recorded generally, and um, you're not able to DM people. So you go to their Instagram or Twitter, but predominantly Instagram. So so for you, it's how do I help my clients figure out how to make sure when someone lands there, they're getting the right thing they need to see, because that's where they're mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, you're interesting. Let me look at your bio. Wow, that's interesting. Let me go a little deeper. I want to know more about you, and I'm going to click on your mm-hmm. Instagram. And so we're like retooling our what I know, find social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I find interesting about it is, unlike most other social media platforms, they're not actively trying to keep you in the app in the sense that, like, you have to, if you want to connect, you have to leave the app yes, to go I know. elsewhere. Whereas, like, Instagram, is doing everything it possibly can to keep you in the app, right? Like you can't share your TikToks to your reels because they want you to stay in the app. You can't like none of those things anymore because they want you to never leave. Whereas Clubhouse is like, here, be in this thing. And then like, and then go check out their Instagram or go check out their Twitter. It's it's a very interesting kind of different concept for a social media platform. I agree. And I, I wonder like behind the scenes, what the business strategy is from their perspective. Where is this going? You know, will it be... Taken over by someone else? Is that the you know the long term plan? Will it will it expand into other um, platforms that they own that keep you there? Will they monetize it? You know, we'll be having ads. You know, I always say it's like a serious radio serious radio uh, system on steroids. You know, like you can just tune into anything. But when will the commercials start coming in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, will they start I mean, there's the there's bound to be something. Yeah, absolutely. They're Very a business. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's worth checking out and not to get overwhelmed because when you try to do all the social media things, I think it's very difficult unless you can have someone manage it to do any one of them really Mm -hmm. justice. So you kind of have to pick and choose. It's a nice um, extension and it can be easily addictive. You know, it's just easy to pick the phone up and pop into a room and be listening while you're doing things on the weekend. And and it's great. It's just you can get too, um, too much of a good thing, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Got to, got to set those time limits just so you don't get sucked into the vortex of it all. I get it. Um, okay. So pivoting just slightly, not away from your one thing, but one of the things that you guys do in your business is really trying to help women. And you talk about how you are an introvert, um, but really trying to help people project confidence. And so I'd love to get a couple of quick tips from you for fellow small business owners who feel like, I don't know that they lack confidence, maybe in explaining what they do or maybe showing up on their social or just in general, in terms of pitching their business, like how can we have and project more confidence, even if we don't feel it inside? Yeah. And and it's, it's, um, it's a unique place to get to if you don't feel it inside. So one of the first things I always tell people is if you feel nervous, that's a sign. Again, it's, it's supposed to happen that way because your brain is turning into this is important. So to me, it shows that you care. And I get nervous. I've been presenting for 20 plus years on big stages, on small stages, one-on-one. I'm always nervous. So it's just getting that to settle into like a butterfly state. Mm -hmm. 
And I think it is um, repetition and getting more comfortable. So like I said, we, f- we focus on mindset. So it's first like, let me know this is okay. This is how I should be feeling. And then it's messaging. So getting clear on your message. And I would say just like a simple tip, if you're going to be doing a live or um, an Instagram video or something, nail that first like two sentences, like practice that part and then just go. Don't worry about the whole thing. You know, I think your brain and your body start to sync up as you get a little bit into it and you get more comfortable. So just work on polishing that and knowing where to start and the rest will come and get a good blooper reel. You know, we have have miles of footage of of when we've messed up and it's great to look back on and be like, you know, everybody does it. And I think the great thing about Facebook Live or um, Instagram stories is that people are looking for it to be real. So it's not necessarily mm-hmm. the place where you have to be your most polished. Like we also do online courses. So on those days, it's full on hair and makeup. It's many takes because we didn't nail it right and clarity. And the others just give you that chance to step out and practice and mm-hmm. get more comfortable. Yeah, no, totally agree. I think really showing yourself and showing your personality and like messing up or saying a word wrong or whatever is really can be really good in those smaller things, the IGTVs, the, the Insta stories, the Facebook lives, like those kinds of things. Cause it, it shows the real you and people connect with realness. They don't connect with perfection. So I think that's the perfect they want you to succeed. You know, no one is, and if they are, I always say that's not your person. If there is somebody, we, we have this really detailed list of criteria that we judge ourselves against when we go on video or on microphone. And we assume everyone else has the same list in their hand when we do that. The people who show up for you want you want it to be great. And I think we also don't, um, other people aren't thinking about us as much as we think they are <laughs> thinking about themselves, you know, especially in Clubhouse, you know, even as I go in as a guest or a listener who might be called up to speak, you get that little bit of anxiety. I'm not worried about how nervous mm-hmm. the moderator is. I'm worried about myself. So we have to get out of our head a little bit. Like right. they're not really <laughs> trusted in what's going on in your mind. They're here to to hear what you have to say because they're interested. I think I would say that's the other great thing about Clubhouse is the people that are coming into the room are already interested in your topic. So you're not trying to like push so much from a marketing perspective and trying so hard to attract people through a push. It's more of a pull. Like they're coming in saying, I'm already interested mm-hmm. in what you have to talk about. So let's hear it. Yeah, no, totally agree. I think that that's really important to remember, especially the part where like people aren't paying as much attention. Like think of like, when was the last time you were watching somebody on Facebook live or on an Instagram live and you thought like, what an idiot. They just, they just flubbed their words slightly. Like you don't, you pay no attention to that wow. when you're the viewer, but we are so obsessed with it when we're the presenter and like, we just need to take a breath, take a step back and be like, okay, no, we, we have this. And laugh at yourself. I mean, it's, you know, we all do it. And like you said, that just makes you more real and that's what people are going to connect with. And that's where you get followers and real true customers that you want to have that will be with you for the long haul. Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. So as we wrap up, Leslie, I'd love to know if you have a book or a podcast or something that you, that really helped you as an entrepreneur that you would recommend to others. There are so many. Um, I think that I like somebody who's really going to kick me in the mindset area because that tends to be more the mental challenge, um, and, and, Mm -hmm. and help me get into action. So I love, um, Jill Stanton, 
And she does. A, she has a new podcast called The Millionaire Girls Club. It was also part of Screw the Nine to Five, it's called. And it's just a real, you know, there's no holding back on language or anything, but it'll kind of tell you, tell you what it is. Um, and someone I just discovered that I've been listening to a lot lately is Dr. Shannon Irvin. And she is all about the psychology and the mindset of um, success and, and money and things that as entrepreneurs, especially as females, we often have to work through to get us past the hump. So I've just discovered her in the last month and it's been really inspiring. Um, and I would say books, I always have a stack of probably five to 10 books and I'm, you know, you suggest one, I'm, I'm off to Amazon to get it and getting through those. I think one of the best ones I read this year was Essentialism by uh, Greg McKeon. And it's all about, yes, right. Like one thing, like, you know, just do less better. And so that's been my mantra for this year is like, let's, you know, create um, less craziness and focus on doing less things and doing them in a better, bigger, more focused way. And it's it's really shifted the way I prioritize my week. And one of the things I loved, he said, was that the word priority wasn't made a plural until like the 80s. Like a priority is a singular thing. And yet we're always like, here are my top 10 priorities. Mm-hmm. And no wonder we feel so scattered yeah. and we can't focus. So I would recommend that. It's probably one that you have to read more than once, maybe more than twice, because it gets a little in there. And each time it gets, you know, mm-hmm. kind of gets in my brain a little bit more. So thanks for asking. Yeah. How about you? What's a book um, you'd recommend? That's really so Essentialism is probably one of my favorite books. I think that's a book you could read every January just to kind of reset your focus. I read it. I first read it as an audio book and then was like, no, no, I need to read the physical book. So then I, got, I bought the physical book and like did the audio book simultaneous to reading the physical book oh, wow, and highlighting wow. and noting in the margins. Um, so that to me is a huge, huge one. I loved that. Um, I'm trying to think what other, I also loved Marie Forleo's Everything is Figure Outable. I just, that concept has been really helpful for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was great. And I haven't listened to either of those podcasts. So now I'm going to have to give a, give a listen to both of your. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm glad you're another one who writes in the margins and I'm the same. Many years ago, I was struggling to get through the seven habits. Oh, Stephen Covey's book, which is one of my, you know, like books I've read so many times now, and I'm, I'm such a believer in the content and I was really stuck getting through it. And a boss and mentor said to me, read it as if you had to teach it because I was a corporate trainer at the time. And he said, you know, maybe you'll have to, and so I've never read anything really the same way since. So I'm always looking for, what do I pull out from here? Where, how, where can I apply this? How does it do? And don't be afraid, you know, to like make a mark on the page, which was sort of, I think the reason I didn't want to write or highlight, I tended to be an over highlighter. Um, and I've gotten better at that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, glad to know I'm not the only one. No, it's true. Nope. Love it. Love it. So if people want to find you, if they want to connect with you or work with you in some way, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. So thanks for asking about that. I think we are most active in our Facebook groups. That's where we really find an opportunity to connect with our community. So we have one um, that is, it's a long one, female entrepreneurs growing confident through powerful communication. It, It has all to do with search terms. That's why the long name. Um, And then the other one is our Clubhouse Female Entrepreneurs, which is all about helping women connect 
and learn about this platform together. We're all trying to figure it out. And we like to do uh, matchmaking. So every Tuesday we have our members come in and we're like, hey, you should talk to this person about this. And every meeting is unique and we get to hear people's stories and also help them figure out like, how could I use this? I'm not even sure what topic I would talk about. So it's just kind of a, um, a brainstorming. We always call it our living room as well. So we want people to just come in and feel comfortable. And then, of course, like everyone else, we have our website, thisbestlife.net, and you can learn more about who we are, what we do, and what we have to offer. Awesome. Very cool. Now I want to join that Facebook, the Clubhouse Facebook group that you have. So look for my (laughs) my joining I will prove it happily. Awesome. Um, Well, Leslie, this was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for sharing all of your words of wisdom today. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm so excited that we got to talk about this topic. And I say it isn't talked about often. And now that I planted that seed, I'll probably see three or four people talking about it today. Right. So that's a good thing. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, thank, thank you. you. I look forward to listening to the episodes, Katie. Thanks. All right. That's it for this week. I hope you got at least one thing from today's conversation to guide you on this crazy entrepreneurial journey you're in the midst of. If you liked what you heard, please consider sharing this episode with a fellow small business owner or leaving a review. And last, but certainly not least, let's connect on social. Message me at Rosebud Social on Instagram and Facebook. Until next week.